Welcome to the Green Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. We got an awesome show this week. Two for the 77 like Lucas. So close to the pin, you can measure a ruler. Automatic like the cat and computers. Squad equipped with them sticks. Shooters. Drop for the dough. Lift. Ooh. This week, we're going to talk about the new Titleist TSI models. So we had the two and the three. We got a one and a four. So we'll talk about those. We're going to talk about PXG again. Tour Edge is announcing some new irons. So they uh, signed Bernhard Langer, announced those new woods last week. This week, we got new irons to match. And Mira's going to step out of their traditional comfort zone. Let's get to it. The cargo she cute, that's my buddy. Hit the green, hit the twirl, and hit my doggy. They seen the squad twirl. So first of all, there's a couple of things I want to address. You probably heard my new intro. It is a song called Twirl Gang by Rory Blackleroy. So if you search Rory Blackleroy on Instagram, YouTube, he is a golf rapper. Um, writes some pretty cool music about golf. So I decided to use one of his products, one of his songs in my intro. So big shout out to him. You'll hear that throughout uh, the history of, or the rest of this podcast. And then also you are probably noticing on your podcast app of choice a new logo. So I have gotten one of my friends, his name's Bill, to help me out with a new logo, clean it up a little bit, make it look a little bit nicer, a little bit more professional. Now that we have been named in the top 100 golf podcast um, in the United States, according to a couple of websites, I think it's time that we get a new logo, we refresh everything and make it look good. So uh, you can see that on all the social media platforms. Like I said in the intro, it seems like a busy week, but we always have time for bourbon of the week. And this week, we're switching it up. It's going to be whiskey of the week. This week, I'm drinking bit number five. Now, bit number five is probably not a distillery you've heard of. It is a local one. Used to be called Witherspoon. They're still putting out some stuff as Witherspoon. You can find their bourbon and things like that. But it's a local DFW distillery. What they've done is they took five different kinds of whiskeys. They blended together to make one whiskey. Overall, really good bottle. And if you get a bottle, it's going to good people as well. So now that we got whiskey of the week done, we got new intro song, new logo, all of that. Let's get into the meat and potatoes part of this podcast. Let's start talking about some golf clubs. So like I said, we are going to start off with the TSI models that came out from Titleist this week. So Titleist um, came out with the TSI 2, the TSI 3. You may remember a podcast about those as well as a blog post that I did on the blog talking about them and the differences between them. So Basically, what the TSI-2 and the TSI-3, if you think of a bell curve or one of those graphs that looks like a, a roller coaster, right, with big in the middle and out on the sides, it's very, very small. So basically, the TSI-2 and the TSI-3 handle the middle, the meat of that bell curve, right? Most people are going to fit into a TSI-2 or a TSI-3. And so why, if most people are covered by the two and the three, why would we, why would Titleist create two new models? And the reason that they are going to create these new models is to handle the ends of that bell curve. So we have the TSI one on one side, the TSI four on the other. So what are the differences between these? If they're handling the bell curve and they're at the ends, 
uh, the tails of the bell curve. Why and what? what is the point of these? Who are they directed for? Things like that. So we're going to start with the TSI-1 because, honestly, that's the order that I wrote them down in. But the TSI-1 is a very interesting interesting golf club, right? When, when you see it, it's very lightweight, which is actually made for speed. What's something interesting about this, though, is when you reduce the weight of everything, so when you make the club head lighter as well as the shaft, you actually reduce the MOI. Now, a lot of you who've been listening for the last couple of weeks have probably understood what MOI is, that it's a measurement of the amount that the club head twists when hit off center. And we use it in golf industry as a way to measure forgiveness. So what's weird is this club that's for slower swing players that we we want these people to increase their distance, we actually made it less forgiving. We made it less... Um, we made it a lower MOI number. So it is more prone to twisting on off-center hits. So maybe this club isn't for the person who needs help getting the ball to turn over left or who hits a big slice or comes at it with an open club face. It's not for that person at all. It's for that, I don't want to say senior player because you may not be a senior player and it could be right for you, but it's for those people who need a little bit extra help with some speed. Typically, that's going to be a senior player. So they make it lighter. We've all played with those with those older guys that um, the young guys hit it past guys in their 20s and 30s just blow it by them. But they're in the woods and the older guy's in the middle of the fairway. He shoots 76. You walk off the course. He beat you by eight, took all your money, and you're going, how the hell did he do that? He did it because he's got a club that helps him pick up some speed, but he's always catching it in the middle of the club face. So there's no need for the extra MOI. So, like I said, they cre they did this by reducing the weight of the club head, but also they really reduced the weight of the uh, shaft in it as well. We're looking at a 40-gram shaft. That is super light in the grand scheme of the golf club world. I mean, you got something from UST that's like a um, the helium. That's really low weight. You got the Basara from Mitsubishi, I want to say. That's really low weight. But other than those two, it's tough to find something this this lightweight on the market. And Titleist, Titleist worked with their shaft partners to get that done. So now that we've talked about the TSI-1, and it's basically for slower swing players who can get the ball, hit the ball in the middle. They don't need all the, the extra offset. They don't need all of that kind of stuff. What they need is a little bit more speed to give them a little bit more distance. We go to the other end of the bell curve and check out the TSI-4. Now what's cool about the TSI-4 is it's a 430cc club head. What does that mean? It's a little bit smaller than the ping drivers and, and things of that nature, T uh, tailor-made. They all are at 460ccs, which is the maximum allowed by uh, the USGA. They've gone and made a 430cc head, and the reason why is it helps to get um, – spin down helps you lower the center of gravity and move it forward if you stretch it too far out and make the back end too too big then the center of gravity is going to uh, go low and back which is going to promote high launch high spin so if you get that moi or the center of gravity lower and closer to the face as i've said before high launch low spin 
So if you can make a club 430 cc's and you make it just a little bit taller, that center of gravity is going to raise just a little bit but still be at a very nice level. If you were to make it short from uh, face to, to the butt end of the club, to the back end of the club, what you would what you would see there is a club that's so high that that center of gravity would start to get pulled higher and you would have a very um, unforgiving club. You may remember the SLDR 430 was notorious for that, right? They had that weight in the front that slid back and forth. They did um, a lot of weight forward. They made it really tall. It, it was a very you, – you remember that they told us to – to loft up. We had guys who normally were hitting nine and a half degrees coming in for the 12 and a half degree uh, head because they couldn't get enough spin with it. And, and so this, um, this allows this club head not being too tall and going down to 430. It's actually going to be pretty good for Titleist. Um, the weight is moved really far forward. So if you look at the removable weight on it, on the TSI three, it's in one place. It's even further forward in, in the TSI four. So you're looking at really uh, high launch, low spin, big time drives with this, but you lose a lot of forgiveness with that. Um, in terms of spin, you're actually getting 250 less RPM with this than you are with the um, the TSI-3. So much lower spin. TSI-3, in my opinion, was already a pretty low spin driver. So to have the TSI-4 go even lower is pretty incredible. Now, who needs low spin? It's guys with fast swing speeds. You're going to see a lot of these TSI-4s pop up on tour in the next couple of weeks, I would imagine. I would also imagine that you're going to see um, some guys stay in the TSI-3 for that extra forgiveness, but the 4 is going to be for those guys who are really spinning the crap out of the ball um, and maybe launching it too low with low spin or with high spin. So low launch, high spin is just a recipe for disaster, especially in wind conditions. So in windy conditions. So be on the lookout, start looking at some uh, tour bags, see how that kind of plays out. Again, I know I've said this before, I'm not much of a PGA Tour guy, but it does start to show you some trends of things that are going to happen. In addition to the TSI 1 and TSI 4, we got new TSI 1 fairway woods and hybrids. We're basically looking at the exact same story with the fairway woods that we did with the with the driver, right? The TSI one fairway wood is going to be uh, very lightweight, super lightweight. I think I read that the uh, fairway wood shaft is only going to be thirty grams, so that's pretty impressive to get something that low. Um, so if you are a slow swing player and you want some help getting the ball up, you want some help with spin, you want to create more speed, the TSI-1 is going to be a great option for you. Definitely be on the lookout for it. What's cool is these new drivers, even the TSI-1, have all the same features as the uh, TSI-2 and 3. So you get that cool titanium face, um, the, the carbon all over the place. It's just a really good club. I think what they're, I think they're, they've done a good job of separating all of these and making them each unique for what they, what they do and what they need to do. All right, so now that we've talked about that, let's talk about PXG again. I know this is like the fourth straight episode with PXG. Uh, not much to report except for the fact that they did announce that they're coming out with uh, new Gen 4 clubs. So we are going to get um, 0811 Gen 4. The 
08 11s are their kind of flagship model. We talked about the 02 11s, how it's kind of their lower price entry level PXG clubs and how great of an idea it was for him to go high with pricing on some, then lower on the other. So people think that they're getting a premium brand at a cheap price. It's kind of like, I don't want to say this because it sounds bad, but it's like when you go to Ross and you see a bunch of um, polo shirts in there. And yeah, they technically have the Ralph Lauren name, but it's not the same polo that you find in Neiman Marcus, right? And so people start to get this idea that they're getting premium, they feel premium, they're wearing premium. But in reality, it's not exactly the same thing. It's not the premium lineup. So you get the flaunt, that premium name, those premium irons, but you're not paying for it. And uh, these new irons, you are certainly paying for them. So we don't have much info on them besides the price. And let's go through those. Um, the price for the driver is going to be $549, which used to sound ridiculous before PXG started. But now pretty much everybody's at $549. So you're going to get the new driver for $549. The new Fairway Woods, $429, little on the higher end. The hybrid is $379. And the irons are going to be $350 a piece. So for an eight-piece set, that's what, $2,800? let us see, eight times $350, 24, four, yeah, $2,800. So you're looking at a pretty expensive set of irons. Um, if I'm being honest, the pictures of them don't impress me too much. I actually kind of liked all the screws on the back of the PXG iron, and they've really moved it down from about – eight or nine to five, including one big one in the back, in the middle of the back of the club head. Kind of looks like the um, um, old tailor-made um, MB irons, kind of a, with the weight in the back. It's a much bigger weight than the new Callaway ones are, the Apex MBs, but definitely close in size of the weight to those old school tailor-made 2011. Um, it's weird saying old school for something in that came out in 2011, which was when my wife graduated college. That's very weird to say. Um, but yeah, they came out back in 2011. They got a big weight in the back. They kind of look like the new PXGs, just a little bit. And then they kept four screws on the side, so you can't still do that cool adjustable weighting features that they did. Did it always work? Not necessarily. And the final information we have on the PXG Gen 4 is the fact that they are going to be available on March 9th. So we got about three weeks to wait on those. Actually, yeah, two weeks. Because you got nine days left in this month. Yep, about two weeks left to wait on those. So uh, those are going to be interesting to see. Probably won't see them much in stores. It'll be a special order kind of deal. And then I know I said that the uh, date was the last thing. But actually, PXG has always done this. This isn't new info. But they are offering special pricing for military and first responders, as well as veterans. So... Um, well, I may not always agree with uh, Mr. Parsons on some things. I do like the fact that as a veteran, he does take care of veterans. and or He is a veteran, so he takes care of veterans. My Both my parents are veterans. I think it's awesome when companies take care of veterans. So uh, good looking out there, Bob. Way to go. And then another company that released new irons this week is tour edge i know it seems like i'm talking about them a lot as well but they've decided to really uh focus on releases these last couple of weeks 
So you may remember last week we talked about their new drivers, Fairway Woods and I think Hybrids with the uh, 721 lineup. So we talked about those and um, how Bernhard Longer, they signed with Bernhard Longer. And during his press release, with all the pictures they released of Bernhard Longer, somebody on Golf WRX pointed out that there were new irons in the back. And I didn't even notice it. I I didn't even put two and two together. I thought he was going to play their their uh, EXS Pros, but I guess not. And the bag that they used were these new 721 irons. Now, what's cool about the new 721 lineup is they actually have released two new irons. You're getting the C721 and the E721. You may remember when I talked about the um, Hot Launch series, we talked about how they had two different letters on them. One was for like a player's version, a better player's version, and the other one was for, for extreme forgiveness. Same concept here, okay? So the 721, the C721, I'm sorry, the C is in CAT 721 is their player's version, right? It's not their EXS lineup, but it is going to be um, their version of a P790 probably. Um, that's going to be their player's club. And then the E721 is what they are calling the extreme game improvement iron. Okay? So we'll talk about some of the things that keep the that make these the same. We'll have to, and then we'll talk about what makes them different on the other side. So the first thing that makes them similar, obviously, is the fact that they are going to be hollow body irons. So what does that mean? I've talked about that a lot. Hollow body means that it's almost built like a hybrid or fairway wood. Um, not necessarily in the thickness or how it looks, but it's a casing with a hollow inside, right? Metal and then the inside. Now, some companies use a goo on the inside, a polymer whatever you want to call it. Um, speed foam is what TaylorMade calls it. Um, Callaway has it in their new irons. But some companies don't use a speed foam goo stuff. Uh, Ping, for instance, in their i500s, don't use a, a, a polymer in there to help with sound or feel. So theirs kind of sounds very tingy. Ting, ting, ting. Rather than more of a thwack that we hear with some other irons. Tour Edge has decided to go with a uh, with their new technology that they are calling Vibercore or Vibercore V I B R C O R, and basically that's the goo on the inside. And what they're saying that that goo is going to do is help increase um, the feel of the club, make the club feel a little bit better, so it doesn't have that tingy kind of kind of sound to it. Um, so that's that's kind of oh and the other thing that they both share um, is going to be the new diamond face 2.0 technology so I mentioned it last week how it was in their drivers it was in their fairway woods it was in their clubs last year but we've never seen it in an iron but now we get to see it in these irons so these irons are going to have 92 diamond shapes that cover the entire face so it's going to be underneath you can't see it but it's but um, it it Basically, it gives it a variable face thickness, which is going to help with ball speeds from not just the middle, but from all parts of the face, help keep those ball speeds up. Um, those diamonds act as kind of, if you want to make it easy and think about it in a simple way, 
Um, they act as mini trampolines. And like I said, what that does is that just creates faster ball speed and expands that sweet spot. Now that we know kind of what makes them the same, we can talk about what makes them different. All right, and what makes them the same is, or what makes them different is the, C, the C721 is kind of a, uh, it's a two-piece face-forged um, iron. A little bit thinner top line, a little bit thinner sole. Actually, from the top down, I, I like the way it looks. I think it's, I think it's a really good-looking iron from the from the playing position i really i really like the way it looks it looks really good the top line's not too thick the soles aren't too thick you can't see too much of the cavity in the long irons overall i think it looks pretty good now when we move over to the e series it does get a little bit thicker not gonna say that the club doesn't still look good because because it does i think I think for what they are, an extreme game improvement iron, I think it's a, a great club. It'd be really interesting to see these in like a 4 and a 5 iron and then move everything else down to the C-series irons. I would really think that would be kind of cool to get together, kind of make a combo set, even work in a EXS um, cavity back, the, the Pro iron, the EXS Pro iron, kind of make a whole combo set with all of these. I think it would look really slick in the bag. The back of the club, the badging of the club looks really good, both on the E and the C series. I think both look really good. From the top down, like I said, the E is a little thick. It's a little chunky. Um, nothing wrong with that, right? If you need some help getting the ball in the air, it, with the undercut cavity that it has, um, that's going to help increase that launch. If you need some help getting the ball in the air, really hard to say that these don't look good for that kind of club. They have little plastic badges in the back, but really they're pretty small. They look metallic. When I put these up against, you know, like a Maverick iron or a Sim Max iron or a Sim iron in general, I kind of like the way these look more. Hard, hard to hate the way these clubs look uh, for what they are. Are they... Are they a beautiful blade iron? Absolutely not. Pricing on these, pretty good too, I got to say. Um, on the E-Series, you're looking at $115 per iron in graphite. 100 bucks in steel, right? Four through pitching wedge, that's what? Seven clubs? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven clubs. Um, you probably want to go down. <laughs> looking at the lofts, you probably want to get eight. Maybe go five through gap wedge. Because that four iron is 19 degrees and the five iron is 21 and a half degrees. Whew, that is that is an ugly set set of uh, lofts there. My word. Um, I hate half degrees. But uh, the attack wedge is 46, the gap wedge. Uh, they're just calling it an attack wedge at 46 degrees. Uh, the pitching wedge is at 42, so you probably want to get a, the uh, attack wedge in there and get that at 46. Those are some strong lofts, but that's all right. And then the C-Series, we get a little bit better lofts. The pitching wedge is at 44, the four iron to 21 degrees. Kind of like that a little bit more. 130 uh, a uh, a club in steel, so what's that? 8 times 130 is 1100 bucks, I think, somewhere in there. Um, $1,000, something like that. 
Pretty good price for a set of uh, hollow body goo-filled irons. Going to be cheaper than P790s. Going to be cheaper than um, PXGs, things of that sort. So um, we talked about the PXGs and how they are $350 an iron. You can get almost three of these for that price. So um, really you're going to have to determine what is the better value for you. All right, and finally, we are going to talk about Mira. Um, if you don't know about Mira, I'll give you a quick little quick little uh, overview of what Mira is, what they do, um, and what they're known for. So Mira is a Japanese golf club company. They are known for having, it's legendary, the looks and the feel of their clubs. Um, Mira is a craftsman when it comes to golf clubs. Um, rumor has it that all of Tiger Woods' clubs were created by Mira and all of his blades were done by Mira and uh, just stamped with Nike on them. Uh, his Titleists, they say were all Mira. Everyone says that. I've heard some people refute that, but that's kind of the rumors that Mira has always made his his golf clubs and they've just been stamped with something else. I don't know either way what that is, but Mira makes absolutely beautiful golf clubs. They feel incredible. But what's weird is these new clubs are kind of a uh, a step away from what Mira has always done. Mira, like I said, has always been known for their looks and their feel. So to see them come out with a distance iron is very, very shocking. It's not... It's not the first time we've seen it, right? We've we've certainly seen Mira do um, distance clubs, game for, game improvement clubs before, but it's always shocking to see, right? Um, the the new PI four hundred one is don't get me wrong, it's still beautiful, but it's just there's something about it that just doesn't quite feel Mira. We're talking about a two piece iron that we do. It's weird coming from them, um, but they wanted to give they they wanted to offer the distance technology that everybody else was doing without sacrificing that feel that that very particular Mira feel that everybody who plays Miras just expects right. Everyone demands that from a Mira. So the first thing to address is the looks of the club, and I got to tell you from the top down. Perfect looking um, players, players cavity back. Perfect. It's it's perfect. It looks great. Um, I'm not a guy who likes to play blades because they don't. They look impossible to hit. It's got a good blade length. It's not too short. It's not too long. The top line is not super skinny, but it's also not very fat. It's uh, it's not a, it's not a Sim Max. It's not a Maverick. It's it's just it, it's like my Shrixons. Um, it's, it's very Shrixon like from the top. I, I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's a personal thing. I can't tell you what looks good, what doesn't look good, but it does have, um, nice look from a dress and the backside in the bag. You're going to see the, the nice, cool looking mirror logo. All it says is mirror PI 401, very limited badging. Very limited stamping. In the bag, they're going to look awesome. 
Um, behind the ball, they're going to look awesome. So I can't hate this club. It just doesn't feel very Mira. When we talk about the technology, the distance technology, one, we talk about that two-piece um, two construction. I mean, we've never we've never really seen that from Mira. I know they've made some stuff kind of like it, but um, a club that is designed for distance from Mira, not what they're known for, but two pieces from Mira, we can, we can accept it as long as it feels right. Um, the other thing that you are going to see is a thinner um, faceplate. So they've actually uh, made the faceplate out of carbon steel, and it's thinner, which is I've talked about with other irons, right? The thin face equals the thin face equals the um, more ball speeds. Now at 3.6 millimeters thick, it's not the thinnest one we've ever seen, but it is going to generate more speed and create a solid feel um, without the goo or anything like that. When we talk about lofts, you're looking at a 44-degree pitching wedge. Not bad. I'm never a big person who complains about lofts. I say just get the gap wedge if you're that concerned with it. Um, I know I said that PXGs are expensive. Um, mirrors are expensive as well. In the stock configuration, and you better be a righty, you are going to pay $330 per club. So you are going to get master craftsmanship, no doubt, with these. You're going to get one of the prettiest uh, game improvement clubs you can get, one of the prettiest distance irons you can get, but you're going to pay for it. Um, based on looks alone, I may put the mirrors ahead of the PXGs, and they're $20 cheaper ahead. But honestly, based on looks alone and price, I'm probably – Going to go with the two edges in this case because I can get three of those for the price of one of these. But me personally, that's just my opinion. These mirrors, if I had an unlimited budget, would be in my bag tomorrow along with a lot of other clubs. So um, like I said, big fan of mirror, everything that they do. Crazy to see them come out with an iron design for distance, but I get it. That's what sells clubs now. So that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank Rory Blackroy again for my intro and my outro song. The song is titled Twirl Gang. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube. He's all over the place. Search for him on Instagram. He's an awesome follow. Um, I hope to have him on the podcast one day. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I also want to thank my friend Bill for the new logo. Be on the lookout for it on all my social media platforms. Speaking of social media, please, please, please like and follow me on all of the social media platforms. On Twitter, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'd love to get y'all's feedback. Speaking of feedback, please like and review. Give me five stars and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast place where you listen to these. If you listen to them on your computer, whatever app you use on your phone, I don't care. Please give me five-star ratings. Give me a good review. I appreciate it. It means the world to me. It helps me in the future. If I ever want to work with somebody, just gives me a little bit of validation on that end. And finally, if you have any questions, please reach out on all those social media platforms. Hit them straight. Have a great week.
and it ain't twirl gang, twirl gang, twirl gang, twirl. If you ain't twirling.